0: At 4.48 on Wisconsin's Afternoon News, YFR coolly Vince Vetrano here along with you. I'll be back on Wisconsin's Morning News tomorrow as John is off. Today's health, some fascinating research on how our health is affected short-term and long-term, as in, as in life expectancy due to various environmental factors like temperature, sunlight, and of course pollution. Dr. John Raymond is president and CEO of the Medical College of Wisconsin in studio with us this morning. Happy holidays, Dr. Raymond. I'm glad, glad you're not off today. Appreciate you being here. Thanks, Vance. <laughs> so I, I do want to get to all that, and I'm glad you're here because uh, we have all these environmental impacts that we want to discuss and some interesting new research. Can we first talk about what's making everyone sick? Why it wants to, why, why it wants to know why everybody's sick. I do. We've, we've <laughs> seen – uh, it's friends, coworkers, family. And we've also had the sad news of the two children who died of RSV recently. It's definitely something we've been seeing tick up. Uh, is this just a normal holiday surge, or is it looking worse than usual?
1: Yeah, thanks, Why? This is the time of year when respiratory viruses tend to surge and then they'll peak in January for the most part. And there are a lot of viruses circulating right now. It doesn't seem like this season is any heavier than the seasons that we've had the last couple of years. But in addition to the big three, COVID, um, influenza and RSV, there are also rotavirus, human metanumavirus, and rhinoviruses that are circulating right now. Um, and all of those can can put you down for a little while. Now,
0: yeah, I wonder if we're just out of practice, like we took a few years off of, you know, getting sick around the holidays and doing that and just sort of sort of living with that. Right.
1: Yeah, I think there was some pent up um, respiratory um, uh, Im- immunity that we yeah, lost right? during covid. But the last couple of years are actually fairly normal just in terms of the, the patterns of spread of these viruses
0: let's talk about the the new information on on how environment impacts our health and even, and even how long we live long known air pollution is bad for us right but I would suggest that goes without saying but but how much pollution and and how bad for us is it?
1: yeah it is not a surprise that air pollution in cities can lower life expectancy but um, a recent study from Delhi, India was quite surprising um, now that is one of the most polluted cities in the world. But it's suggested that high levels of small particulate matter in the air can shorten their life expectancy by as much as 12 years. And to put that into perspective, the number one cause of death in the world, heart disease, is predicted to shorten life expectancy by about four and a half years. So two to three times the risk from air pollution than from heart disease.
0: India's got a combination of a couple factors. They're, they're an emerging industrial nation. They've also not yeah, got the environmental regulations that we've got here in the state. So how relevant is that study to places like here where we may not see as much smog as we used to?
1: Yeah, great question and very timely. And it might be easy to dismiss the findings from India, which is far away from the U.S., but the World Health Organization recently estimated that air pollution accounts for 400,000 excess deaths annually in Europe. And they estimate that 75% of the population of Germany lives with air that's more than double the WHO safety standards, and Eastern Europe is even worse. And closer to home, there was a study from the University of Chicago, right here in our backyard, that suggested that air pollution, especially with these small particles that can penetrate deep into lungs, is harder on life expectancy than alcohol or drinking unsafe water. And they said that 96% of the U.S. population lives in areas with unsafe levels of air pollution. Oh,
0: no kidding. So we're talking with Dr. John Raymond. He's president and CEO of the Medical College of Wisconsin. Dr. Air Pollution is is more, though, I think when we think about that, we think of... Burning fossil fuels, right? And that gets so much attention, rightly so. But it seems like a long time ago, but early this summer, we had the wildfire smoke that was definitely polluting our air here in Wisconsin. That's one of several other ways that we pollute our air.
1: Absolutely. Um, and I think that's uh, important for people, if especially if they're in vulnerable populations, to check the weather every day. You can see what the level of pollution and pollen burden is. But you can have smoke from forest fires, waste burning, construction, manufacturing, And then burning fossil fuels for transportation and energy.
0: You talk about burning fossil fuels as well. Uh, What impact does rising temperature have on health, whether that's uh, the globe, like the whole thing, or just it's a hot day?
1: Right. Really great question. It's been known for some time that on hotter summer days, there's a higher instance of heart attacks and heart attack death. And they estimate that as many as 3% of heart attack deaths come on these hot days. And we also know that that temperature has been erratic and that the temperature of the globe is up about two degrees over the last couple of hundred years since the industrial age. And so there's the likelihood that you have a background risk with increasing temperature in in the whole globe.
0: Can that work in the positive, Dr. Raymond? I mean, I look at what it was 50 degrees or so on, uh, you know, around Christmas. One thing that shocks my system, even as a still relatively young man. (laughs) not so much anymore but you know being out there when it's super cold and exerting oneself shoveling or whatnot can it can it work in the inverse for climates such as ours where maybe a little bit milder winter might benefit us
1: yeah you know i don't know that there have been any studies but that makes sense if um, you don't have to shovel as much snow or it's not as cold out your risk of overexertion or heart attack probably goes down
0: I want to ask you also about uh, these zombie viruses. Is that that sounds like something out of movies? In fact, it has been out of movies. But is that real? And can that be a result of, of climate change?
1: Um, yeah, that's actually a real concern. Um, increases in global temperatures, especially in the Arctic and Siberia, have been shown to lead to the unearthing and reactivation of various pathogens in Siberia in 2016. A heat wave caused activation of anthrax spores in the soil, sickened many people, killed a child, and killed thousands of reindeer. Um, Research also have successfully reanimated a 46,000-year-old roundworm from the Siberian permafrost. So it is more than a theoretical risk that global warming or increased temperature in localities could um, reactivate viruses and other pathogens.
0: Viruses are extraordinary things. If you think about that, their their ability to adapt and to change or to, to mutate is a term that we've all become, uh, unfortunately, so aware of. I mean, yeah, COVID ran circles around right? us.
1: And to so- survive for millennia. And there also are concerns that previous influenza uh, pandemics in the 1800s and then the Spanish flu pandemic if you exhume a body by accident, that you may be able to reactivate or re expose those viruses to people that aren't immune. No, we don't, we had enough problems. There's just no There's no originality <laughs> no, <you>. these days. <laughs> uh, back to the, the, the
0: environmental impacts uh, on, on our health. Are there other positives that we might take away from that? Uh, things that could be changing that, that can, can benefit us? I know being outside with a lot of sunshine, get that natural vitamin D, that's one of them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the environment can have positive impacts on us. Um, and th- I want to talk about the um, positive effects of light, natural mm-hmm. light. There was a recent very large study that showed that exposure to natural light during the day can lower the risk of depression by 20% mm-hmm. and also lowers the risk of de- lifetime risk of developing psychosis, bipolar disorder, PTSD, and even um, feelings of self-harm. But timing does matter. People exposed to high levels of light at night actually have an increased risk of mental health disorders. And then finally, another piece of good news I think is really relevant to us here in southeastern Wisconsin where we have great parks um, is that taking a walk in nature can reduce stress, reduce depression and anxiety, improve cardiovascular health, and improve overall well-being. And even short walks, 10 to 30 minutes in nature can have health benefits, including improving your mood, lowering blood pressure, improving cholesterol, and even can stimulate creative thinking. So the environment isn't all bad. I mean, there are many positives (laughs) that we can gain from the environment.
0: I I think something really important about what you said, short walks. I mean, so often, I don't have time to do a quote-unquote workout. I don't have time to get
1: a... Boy, if you can just get out and give yourself 15, 20 minutes, that Mm. actually will have a benefit for you? Absolutely. There are many, many studies that show... Mm positive health benefits, and improvement of mood with even a very short walk.
0: What do you think of those lights that people are using to, to try to replicate the sunlight?
1: Any any good coming from those? Um, I know that in theory that might work. Um, but It we'll, sounds great, right? We'll have to see because they're probably <laughs> exposed to blue light, mm-hmm. which we get from watching um, computer screens and yeah. our, our mobile phones, and that may contaminate the effect.
0: Dr. John Raymond is president and CEO of the Medical College of Wisconsin. Appreciate the time, doctor. Happy New Year. Thank you,
1: Vince and Wyatt. Happy New Year to you as well.